Everybody, welcome to Planet Caravan. It is 6:58 p.m. on the East Coast on this July 14th, 2022. It's a Thursday evening. It is hot. It is balmy. It is. It's a summer evening out there, and it's a little bit more air conditioned in here as we broadcast live to you in all time zones all over the world and afterwards. Afterwards, on demand, at all times, all times, morning, noon, night, some of you use this show to help with your digestion. Others, it does the opposite, makes you throw up. But who knows what we have in store tonight. It's going to be a a good one, one way or another. I think that we have some prime things to talk about. And we've got good guests. First of all, in studio here with me, Rob. Rob, how you doing on this Hot, steamy night. Hot, but uh, enjoying the uh, music selection now that uh, we're a little hiatus from YouTube. Yeah, we can do it over whatever we want. Ah, not bad. Not, not bad. Really? Anything? Almost. Almost. We're still on Twitch. They're, okay. they're almost just as bad, but we're under the radar there, knock on wood. Okay. So the Holocaust show will not be tonight, then? No, not tonight. Okay. Right, right. Fair we'll enough. do that after hours. <laughs> That's going to be an after hour show. We talk about the Holocaust. Um, What's up with that uh, lava lamp there? Is it on? It's not on it. It's not on this the one. Right, the blue it looks like uh, like from the uh, alien. You know what it is? It's still warming up. Okay. Because I had that's to tr- what it looks like when it's not the wax. So soon that'll that'll start getting more and more viscous. Okay. And uh, it'll start going. I, mean, I have to get these on a timer. Usually I have these on a timer to go a lot, uh, to go on around 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. Before I get here, so by seven they're already bubbling. But um, I have not set up the timer since I cleaned this place. So when I get here at like five thirty, five forty-five, I put them on and they're just starting to move, and they don't look. It takes it. that long? Yeah, they do. Well, you know what it is. Back in the day, they had much hotter bulbs, mm, and okay. I think there, there was probably probably you know people kids touching the actual glass and burning their hands off and. Or just the fact that everything is made like crap now. True. Including the lava lamps. Dude, everything is shit. Yeah. Speaking of Pantera, you know that there there's a reunion going on, even though it's only only half the band is still alive. I thought they said that they would not do that. Well, Vinny and Dime, tragically, are both dead. Right. And I mean, how 
it's just Rex and uh, it's Rex and Phil, and they've announced that in 2023 they're going on the road as Pantera. Um, I, j- I mean, listen, it's their band; they can call it whatever they want. But they already played together in Down. They should just go on the road as Down and play Pantera covers. Hmm. Um, but I, I, either way, either way, I'm, who am I to say? And I love that band so much, but it's <laughs> that's that's just the last thing anybody wanted to see. They wanted to see everybody get together, right? So. Damn, I don't know. I think uh, from what I heard on the interior, and we have some people in the music world still, what I heard is that, and the first thing, whoever was going to fill in for Dime, who we always thought that would be after 2004 when he died, if they were ever to make amends with Vinny. It was that long ago. 2004 he died in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Mm. And I, we always thought that Zach Wilde from Black Label Society. Okay. Because yeah. he's he first of all they are best friends, secondly he played with that same kind of harmonic style as Dime, so we thought it'd be appropriate. But with Vinny gone, what we've heard is Charlie Benante, Anthrax. Oh, okay. We've we've heard Charlie Benante's name getting floated out there. So if it ends up being Zach Wilde and Charlie Benante, then our source was pretty good. Okay, let's we'll see. We'll see. We've got a tour for a couple of years. All right. Well. We have a good one tonight. Rob is here. Jeff Harmon is going to be on the phone with us in a little bit to give us a cosmic progress report. Jeff is a a long time, decades now, he's been in the astrology game. He's done great things there and has gotten a name, a name brand branded well. And that's it. I think in the second half, I have a couple of things that we can go to that I think are pretty fun. But damn, dude, a lot of, a lot of shit is actually happening. All at once, clustered. Yeah, yeah, interesting. On the world stage. Yeah. Certainly with uh, in regards to leaders. Yeah. Either resigning, being completely rebuffed by their parliaments, like in, in uh, France, or assassinated. Mm-hmm. Former, I mean, that was, he, Shinzo Abe wasn't current, but no, still. No, but he was running. Oh, he was, he was in yeah. the race again? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you see the video? That one's bizarre, man. That's bizarre. What that, did you What did you see? I see, you know I saw the first thing and then the first shot and then the next one and security like f- just feigning like this guy walked up from behind them with nothing no no resistance it was just and then they were like when they were grabbing him they're like it, it looked like you know like a WWF like hold me back type of thing. Um. It was it was definitely weird. I can't speak to how things are done in Japan and the mentality, but you know, there's no secrets. It's not like we train in the West how we train secret service agents and all of these things. No. It's not hidden how these things happen. And to think that you could even get into that position and and reacting in such a manner you're going to tug on the kid's pants. Come on. It was very Come weird. Come on, man. Like, that's very not... Odd. So, I don't know. It was. It seemed weird. Maybe some type of setup, some type of play. I don't know. But uh, it didn't seem... You know, and, and I... The other thing, you know, and I, and I haven't watched it was with the uh, Evaldi footage because I knew it w- I wasn't going to go there to, uh, you know, just uh, what the implications were. But uh, I saw enough... And Krista watched it for me enough to be like infuriating what wait what infuriating. how but how can that be I know 
I, I, how could it I be? Mean, is there the, has the mass hypnosis gone so far that this is where we're like? I mean, I can understand you going to a deli and being aggravated at the lack of service, right? But <laughs> it's something like that in in real time. No, like I, again, it didn't. It doesn't sit well with me. No, it's no. being a real. I don't know. I, I, it was. It's. It's horrific. Yeah. It, it, absolutely horrific to see people. But it's so far beyond the pale that it, it doesn't make sense having it. You know that version of reality. When I'm watching that, and I'm and and they actually put some kind of a tag or a notice. It was like a pop-up video or whatever. They said that there was they muted the sounds of children screaming and and firearms and all that stuff. And this is so they didn't take it out. They're just showing you. The police hanging around, you know, w washing their hands, well, sanitizing, on. you know, checking their phone, just waiting around while t you hear children and you didn't move. What? But then again, hand sanitizer. Then again, to to restrain parents outside. Right. They're the they're them having the instinct to do what's right. I don't know. You know how? You know everybody could say whatever, but in the moment of things, how you respond, and. Uh, it's just so unnatural in that that's what it, that's the best way to describe it's just it. such an it's it's not i mean look everybody had what they had to say about sandy hook right like that was the thing and the things you know were in the aftermath even while it was happening you see like things that just don't make sense and uh but like take it back a little further columbine now, do you remember Columbine? Do you yeah. remember the news coverage? Do you remember the things, kids spilling out of the windows, pandemonium, just the, the energy of it. It was like, it was a huge crisis. Like, this dude has, is putting hand sanitizer on? I know. There's something like, I mean, do, is the technology that strong that they can actually put robots like these are robots that are no no there's something there's something amiss here you know in japan they just forgot to train the uh the secret service right or whoever you the could, they were. what is their vetting process obviously <laughs> nothing like, like you could just be like a security guard they probably took their and, uniforms out of the plastic wrap that day that's what i mean it doesn't make sense that's saying that it's not it just doesn't make sense i don't know how things could get to that level they know yeah it did like i said bring it to sandy hook with it what it didn't make sense with the father and how he responded right that was one of the huge red flags the coroner was a huge red like these things were like it was so out of the ordinary but when you saw columbine you saw a totally different thing yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that, and like I said, it's sandwiched. And I know that there's it's a big world, and there's always something going on. And whatever we are going to be focused on is just what has ever had what what has won the media lottery at that point. What's been anointed by the media? There's in a world of eight billion people. There's a lot of shit, good and bad, going on. Yeah. So we're being showed very specific things at a very specific time. But mm. let's be honest, since the since the guidestones. Yeah. Since the guidestones went up, it's been uh it's been like a tumbling downhill quick. Right. I don't I don't know what it means, but it started with Boris. Right. Uh and then 
I don't know. Then Japan, Italy, possibly France. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for, Sri well, Lanka was going on at the time already when the, when that, but. Sri Lanka. I, I mean, like you said, Italian. The, the prime minister, the premier today, resigned. But <laughs> as of right now, the resignation has been told. No, no you no. can't do it. No, <laughs> not not accepting it. The president says. Yeah. But um, I saw a lot of it. I saw a lot of awesome footage of Italians partying it up today. <laughs> good, so good for them. Good for them. Good for the a- a- AOC was was called a, uh, a a big booty Latina. She was, yeah. And then. Uh, I saw her reaction to that. That guy Alex Stein, he's great. He's been doing he's been doing great stuff. He's lately. got balls. I love it. Yeah. Hold on. Here here it is. I I had it. <laughs> oh no, that's a blank screen. And boom. All right. Let's get Rob up on the screen. Here we go. Here's Alex Stein. And remember, the reason why this is important is because he's supposedly a he he's a protester. And Alexandria Ocasio Cortez very publicly. Told, uh, after uh, people like Brett Kavanaugh was chased out of restaurants, told him to go eat cake. Mm-hmm. They should have let him at least eat cake. You know, things like that. You know, protesting should make people uncomfortable. Well, here, here you go. Here's Alex Stein. See, my favorite big booty Latina. I love you, AOC. You're my favorite. She wants to kill babies, but she's still <laughs> beautiful. You look very beautiful in that dress. You look very sexy. Look at that booty on AOC. That's my favorite <laughs> big booty Latina. I love it. My favorite, AOC. Nice to meet you, AOC. Look how sexy she looks in that dress. She did not know that it was Alex Stein. Well, it was weird is that... What what did she say? You can't hear what she said. Something. She said something about a selfie. Here, here, here she is. Yeah. Here she is right here. It's right after look at that ass or whatever. On AOC. That's my favorite big booty Latina. I love it. Why don't we do a little selfie? Right. So she is so vapid and clueless and in the moment just has no idea she's given the peace sign doesn't she, know what to say or do and it's almost like i mean she does not seem too offended no she, she's histrionic exactly the histrionic the, the, i mean sexual uh, i mean they 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 love sexual attention i mean they, they may go <coughs> but when they get home they'll, they'll play with themselves thinking about themselves i mean she's enjoying that it seems she's not saying like how you know i'm a congresswoman and this is so disrespectful who right. do you think you are this is let's get a selfie peace sign, and then walk, you know, and then because then, then I saw she was like I was gonna deck him. Yeah, like, no, you she, weren't. There was you, nothing about you that was gonna deck him in that moment. I remember here. This was a, this was a lot yesterday. This is what happened. She said this. I posted about a deeply disgusting incident that happened today on the on this Capitol steps, but took it down because it's clearly someone seeking extremist fame. It's just a bummer to work in an institution that openly allowed this, but talking about it only invites more. Just really sad. And it says, uh, "I uh, here is the video." And, and then she says, "I took it down." <laughs> I took, and, but here it is. But here it is, everybody. Because uh, she probably liked the way her ass looked. <laughs> Uh, she said, here is, uh, he posted uh, of the incident. I was actually walking over to deck him. Right, that would have worked out. not. Because, of, uh, because if no one will protect us, then I'll do it myself. I needed to catch a vote more than a case today. Oh, oh God, what? A- it's so cringe. Jeez. All of them are so cringe yeah. when they, you know, after like consulting with their PR people and their focus groups and what buzzwords they can use to make them sound something. No, in the moment you were enjoying that attention. <laughs> that's that's for real. The just just a it's just a big mistake. It's just a big mess. I <laughs> God. 
you like you said it's just cringe embarrassing i had a great laugh i had a great laugh and still the memes the uh the taco memes have been yeah, amazing I've seen, yeah i've seen some of them where they're you know they got the this the mexican mustache and a sombrero on her while she's talking well look at the one that let me go find it because i know they was sent over to me uh our buddy Javi over here. Look at the one he sent me right now. Let me see. Take this one down. Latinos as tacos. So they got Myra Flores and they're all really just scrumptious looking uh, dishes. <laughs> and then it gets down to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. That is just the Taco Bell Latinx tox. Well, remember, she's Jewish, too. Oh, is she? Yeah. Well, you didn't see that one where she like she gave her ancestors are Jewish. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Well, I mean it was she was pandering at the time, but that's out there. Well, she was from Yorktown. Exactly. Okay. Well, let's uh, let me see. We'll get on that <laughs> one. Uh, oh, here you go. Another reason, Rob. I know that we always talk about what's the future over here. Where are we going to live for the rest of our lives and whatever. Um, well, here's another reason why. I'm sorry, Florida. I love so many of you out there. Not going to be moving to Florida. Here's another one, just before we go to break. Giant snails that can grow as big as rats put Florida town into quarantine. Invasive creatures carry a parasite that causes meningitis. Look at this thing, dude. I saw this. This is... <laughs> I mean, that's what you live in. That's why it's a basement. <laughs> it's a musty basement. I love going there for vacation and dipping in and dipping out. But, oh, my gosh. Between that and the vomiting vultures and the monkeys with herpes and the, the vomiting uh, vultures. Yes. And, and the horny peacocks. We've covered all of the of the, the animal problems well, over the years. <laughs> Florida is always a, a trove of... Yeah. Bizarre behavior, but I didn't know about vultures. The vultures here. I, I'll I'll put it into the, the Google. It will pop up. Florida vultures vomiting. It'll come up. Let's see here. Vultures. Here you go. Huffington Post from 2019. It still has <laughs> vomiting vultures completely take over couple's luxury <laughs> vacation home. These things were flying over West Palm Beach, just throwing up all over everything. <laughs> It just never stops. You got the iguanas that are just there. It's like that I've seen. They fall out of everything. Yeah. Fall out well, of the I trees. mean, they hunt them over there because you know invasive species. I know they have a problem with invasive species over there. Yeah. Especially with the snakes. Yeah. Well, there you go. Giant snails in Florida, ladies and gentlemen. So we, uh, we'll be on that. <laughs> yeah. No, not gonna do Florida either. I hate. To, I hate to rule it out. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people that are upset that we're not going now, but uh, it just it can't. There's just something. There's got to be a better place. <laughs> so, all right, we're going to come back and uh, we're going to lay the groundwork for our guest tonight. Returning guest hasn't been on in a few months, Jeff Harmon. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gents. It's time to get some work in. stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. 
Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! Right. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the real show. That was the pre-show, the fake show. This is the real one now. Give this episode a thumbs up. Share it far and wide, whether you're watching live or on demand. Give this episode a thumbs up on uh, places that's not even YouTube or oh, we're not on YouTube. Not until tomorrow. Next week, we'll be back to full strength. But uh, for tonight... Give good, give a good, uh, you know, a couple of stars and a nice review on iTunes and other places that you watch or listen to the show, and keep those super chats dumping on top of us. Quite frankly, superchat.com. We'll have a lot of fun with those in the second half, hopefully with some of your calls. Um, before we get on to anything else, I want to play something else that has been going around, um, <laughs> going around. Everybody wondering why this has not been entered as evidence at the January 6th committee. Here's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez expressing all of her concerns as to why there were insiders. She said there must have been insiders there because somebody was opening up the doors and allowing people to come in. These insurrectionists. Like Antifa? And that there were actual officers working with this and we never got to the bottom of that and we never got any answers about that. And then to this day, we're just supposed to pretend that that never happened. I have no idea what happened to the people on the inside who were very clearly sympathetic with what was going on and opening the doors wide open for that. And we're, I'm supposed to sit here and pretend like none of that ever happened. And then right afterwards, you have a massive, you know, you just have this idea that throwing money at that problem is going to make it go away. Okay. <laughs> she's trying. Okay, yeah. she, she's trying. There's the, it's sputtering, but she's trying. Yeah. Well, she's definitely fulfilling her function of uh, bringing emotion and, and and that sort of thing. But I guess the handlers did not cover all their bases to, you know, that's a, a Biden-esque type of gaffe where you literally incriminate those. But she has no... She has no bearing on any of this. No. She has nothing. That whole, you know, I was a bartender. It's insulting to say that <laughs> she was a bartender. So whatever. How dare she? Yeah. Why couldn't she have been like a paper girl or something? You whatever it is. Get a paper like, route. I'm sorry to I all mean, the she paper did, boys. She's like an actress type of thing. You know, she's just fulfilling a, a thing. But it, it, it is funny in the sense of that she's literally saying... <laughs> incriminating everything. Yeah. And so incredibly stupid that she'll just carry that indignation through and not understand. It's just it's typical of these people of how they have to operate is just that straight up emotion, right? That's what she's there to, to carry that. And so now that's what she's doing. Except what when you look at it logically, what she is saying is that, you know, obviously the fix was in. Oh, she yeah. should have. I don't know why they didn't just say, "Well, who is who's in charge of the Capitol Police?" 
And where and where was reinforced? And who denied reinforcements? Yeah, yeah. It's, they had and why were and why were they filmed just standing down? Right. Not, not only were many of them just standing down, others were waving waving them people they, in. They were acting as ushers. Once again, this does not happen if it was not wanted. Right. Okay. Unless it, it was wanted. You look at Sri Lanka, then you look at January sixth, and you tell me what is the <laughs> what's the will, the intent of the people. I know. But um, were they yeah. staying within the ropes too in, in Sri Lanka? Yeah, the presidential palace over yeah, there. Yeah, within the, the velvet ropes <laughs> and just looking at all the in the rotunda, <laughs> they want to look at all the the marble statues of all the Sri Lankan greats. They were picking up gar garbage too, right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, here's something really interesting. Before we go to, um, I wanted to throw this out there since it's kind of ancient and all that. What happened? Here's the question: What happened at Arthur's Stone? 5,000-year-old monument connected to King Arthur excavated. Some say that King Arthur slayed a giant there. Others say he knelt in prayer and his knee print indentations are forever etched into the stone. What? But archaeologists are setting out to find just how big the structure is and what really happened at Arthur's stone, a 5,000-year-old Neolithic chambered tomb in, uh, in Hertfordshire, England, near the border of Wales. On July 1st, a team of researchers began excavating the site, said Julian Thomas, an archaeology professor at the University of Manchester who's leading the project. They'll be on site for the next four weeks. After looking at previous sites in the area, Thomas and other researchers realized there was likely much more activity there since they than they initially thought. So um, what kind of activity? Don't know. They said more than meets the eye. It was built around 3700 B.C., probably by the World Economic Forum <laughs> at the beginning of the Neolithic period and incited storytelling and tales passed down through the generations. So uh, now they're trying to see what, what else is going on there. Who's inside? What's going on? Um, but I don't know. And they're not going to be um, interfering with human remains in any way there. What if they're giant remains? That's what I want to know. Yeah. What do you think about them? Giants? The Nephilim. Absolutely. Come on. Oh, now, do you think... I just that, believe everything. Do you think, figure that, you think something will work out? A few of them are still chilling underground? I guess, yeah. They're in the uh, hyperbaric chambers waiting for the uh, ghost signal. Uh -huh. I have no idea. <laughs> um, do I think that there are, are giants? Nephilim, yeah. Yeah, at, at one point, I do. I do. Are they still around? I don't know. I don't know. Remember so, that that one that one story was great from Afghanistan. Yeah, that was great to have actually lived through that rumor to get around in real time. Yeah, because it's a great rumor. It's not like a, a legend that was uncovered for a hundred years ago. Because that at the time it was like, yo, you hear two weeks ago? Yeah. Apparently, some soldiers yeah. were you know mm -hmm. taken out by a damn a redheaded giant mm -hmm. in the desert. <laughs> so I, I mean, and I, Timothy Alberino was uh, actually spoke to the, one of the guys that witnessed it supposedly hmm. that was another that was an interesting tale um but yeah here's the other thing i want to talk to i want to talk to uh jeff Harmon about because we're going to bring him on in just a moment i see him waiting in the in the uh, waiting room and that is the first images from the james webb space telescope the uh, telescope that was launched on christmas eve last year course we can trust everything that nasa gives us so this is only going to be gold but uh i don't know i think we should just get i think we should just get started i have a couple of things to ask jeff when he comes on 
but the, the dawn of a new era in astronomy has begun as the world gets its first look at the full capabilities of NASA's James Webb Space Telescope. Let me put it up on screen. There it is. A partnership with ESA, European Space Agency, and CSA, Canadian Space Agency, the telescope's first full-color images and spectroscope, spectroscopic data, were released during the televised broadcast 10.30 a.m. on July 12th. And they gave us... They gave us... Uh, oh, I mean, that's, that's not the one I was looking at. Looking at all of the... There you go. Mm-hmm. Just all the, those, are, those are supposedly galaxies. Those aren't stars. Right. Those are galaxies. Yeah. So every last one of those little blips of light represents probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions of stars and plant, and then surrounding planets and moons and it's a big world. Now it's a big, it's a, it's a big, it's a big something. <laughs> but let me ask you, Rob, before we get on with, uh, before we get on with Jeff Harmon, let me ask you, uh, NASA, like. Many other government agencies just, I don't like even giving them the time of day anymore. Mm-hmm. But as far as the expanse of the universe and all this, you think it's really this, um, this vast and, and ever-expanding? I think the creation is limitless. Absolutely. So far be it from me to put <laughs> parameters on such a thing. Um, and if this, within our physical dimension, I think it just keeps going, and I think there's layers upon that as well. So maybe Jeff, maybe Jeff will have uh, some ideas of this. I have to ask him about the NASA thing. Hey, Jeff Harmon, JeffHarmon.com. How you doing over there, Jeff? I'm doing good, bud. How about you? It's wonderful to have you on back with me. My Thank buddy you. Rob, we're all here hanging out again. All right. Well, here's what, here's what I want to ask you, Jeff, because this is the third time you've been on now, and I want to start off with a hypothetical that I think could lead us down the road. And here's a hypothetical I want to pose to you. Let's say you, Jeff Harmon, tomorrow you are pulled through a wormhole through time to the 8th century A.D. You were summoned to be the official astrologer of either a pope or a king, anybody who kept astrologers close to them, without your 21st century technology, do you think you would be able to fulfill your duties? Yes. Oh, now, tell me what those duties would would uh, would be back in the 8th century without what we have here in the 21st. How would you be uh, How would you be scanning the skies and taking care of things? Yeah, that's really cool. Can you give me permission to record? Absolutely. Okay. Great. Yeah. Let me answer that a question. Uh, One of the cool things about that is I actually studied and have been studying ancient astrology from Egypt and Chaldea forward. And I actually have one of my favorite astrologers is from the 8th century. That was when the House of Wisdom came in and they would use astrolabes and everything was done by hand. I was lucky I started astrology in the mid-70s and my mother and I were BC before computers and we had to do charts by hand and um, you would literally take an ephemeris which is something that charts where the celestial energies are and you would go out and take what they call the shadow and if you didn't have the shadow of the sun you could certainly use an astrolabe to look at it at night so it actually has 
what we call a, a plate of latitudes. In fact, actually, you're lucky, right in front of me here, I actually have an authentic astrolabe from about, I think this one is right around the 10th century, give or take. But you can see what it looks like here. I'll hold it up. See, this is actually the plate on there. And you would spin it and align it to the latitudes you're at. And you could literally find out where every one of the planets were using this. Wow. And these guys would, yeah, that's called an astrolabe. And um, now I didn't use an astrolabe in the 70s. We actually used tables of houses. But yes, that's how it worked. And I really have to have a lot of respect for these guys. In fact, some of the Vedic astrologers that I studied with in the late 80s, early 90s, we did all the charts by hand. Uh, Western astrology had computers around for a long time in the 80s, in the 90s. But the Vedic astrology programs, the good ones, really didn't come out until about, I'd say, the end of the 90s, beginning of the 2000s. And I had a, an old teacher who's now passed away, and he used to tell me, he said, Jeff, he said, you should always cast charts by hand because you, you get the feel of it more, right? And we would do uh, birth charts and then something called prashna, which in the West they call it horary or interrogation astrology, which is literally divinational. You just ask questions. And um, he said, you should always do that by hand. And then I remember in the late 90s, I think it was about 98, 99, I came into his ashram and I said, you know, I said, look at this program. I said, we can cast charts and do all these calculations like that. And um, he says to me, oh, my God, he says, I want to get a copy of that. And I says, no, no, you said I should always cast charts by hand. And he said, no, no, I want a copy of that. So you're right. Technology has certainly, I mean, I have to say this, the amount of things I prepare for in a session now, I would be really hard pressed to do that back in the 8th century because the technology has clearly allowed for much more detailed and a much wider array mm. of computations, no question. But could I do it back in the 8th century? Absolutely. Most of the court astrologers had assistants that would actually help them do. The master astrologer would have his assistants, and they would uh, literally be calculating, taking the, the ascendant or looking at the astrolabe, and, um, and they had a lot of people helping. That's uh, that's incredible. I'm glad that we we let off with that because I just thought it would be such an interest. And we got I'm an interesting stuck. answer. Well, well, let me ask you this then: How much time do you spend stargazing these days? Is it very important for you to actually lay eyes on the sky? Do you have any telescopes? What do you do? You, is it very important for you to actually have that physical connection now that there is, like you said, a an embarrassment of riches when it comes to what computers can generate for you? Oh, God, it's amazing. And it's really accurate. In fact, uh, Robert Hand, who worked with Astrolabe, he originally was one of the founders of Astrolabe. That is a company called Astrolabe that developed software back in the early 80s. And NASA had actually complimented them on the accuracy of their planetary placements. In other words, how accurate the computer programs are to where they actually are in the sky. But I, I do spend a lot of time, to answer your question, uh, looking at it. I, I use an app called Skyview. I love that app. Me in too. Fact, if anybody, yeah, so you know. And for anybody listening who doesn't know, it's a wonderful app you can download on Droids and on uh, iPhones. And I love it because if you get the Pro app, you can actually see where Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto are. And all these constellations get labeled. And you start to see most astrologers are using what we call a 2D longitudinal view on computers. And there are some coming out in 3D, like Kepler, and I, I do have some programs that have that. But for the most part, 
the ancient astrologers knew about latitude and declination. Latitude and declination is how far north or south of the ecliptic, or what we call the orbital path of the Earth, the planet was. And those have a big factor. In fact, one of the things that's really interesting right now is what's going on with the United States. The United States has a Pluto conjunction. I've been talking about this for a long time. And the one of the reasons it's so powerful is it's really close in ecliptic latitude. So in other words, we, we can see two planets line up in the sky like this, but a lot of people will notice if they go outside and look at the the sun or you could no we can't look at the sun but I'm, like the moon and venus is a real good one because you can always see venus it's very bright in the sky and if you look on moon venus conjunction sometimes they'll be lined up like this but venus might be up here or the moon might be up here uh, above or below it that's called ecliptic latitude and what's fascinating is the ancient astrologers were really astronomers and i think they paid a lot more attention to what you're talking about which is the astronomy that's what really attracted me to the ancient stuff it's just not this airy fairy pisces loves aries and all this you know intellectual stuff not that some of it isn't accurate but the older stuff was better because they would take the astronomy and put it into daily life like for instance one of my favorite astrologers from the 11th century rabbi ibn isra he was brought around by different kings queens and and generals to consult about certain things with the kingdom like war or you know coronations and other important events um, i always like to quote i have a mural of george washington laying the cornerstone of the foundation of this country in his masonic apron that was done at a very specific astrological time so they they paid a lot of attention to not only just quote-unquote astrology but what the specific astronomical positions were in their strengths and weaknesses so it really correlates to human consciousness uh, rob do you have anything to throw in uh, at, at this point anytime just jump in well i mean if we were going to go there just what we talked about in the beginning of the uh the show tonight where we saw you know it seems that leadership worldwide is in flux where we've seen you know England uh, today, right. Italy, and you know we have our own issues here in a, <laughs> in the U.S. Um, so, if is there any type of uh, astrological indication of these changes that we're seeing, the changing of the guard, or is it just uh, absolutely? Know, yeah, yeah. Look, you know, welcome the new, <laughs> new boss, same as the old boss type of deal. You know, I, you Jeff, know. I, on on that on that point there too. Um, what we what me and Rob were talking about uh, a little while ago too was hmm. how everything very strangely kicked off. I mean, I th I would say in bunches around the time of the Georgia Guidestones being eliminated, which has a lot of you know there's there's a lot of weird shadowy occult kind of things surrounding that whole uh, thing. But we got Boris Johnson. You got the Prime Minister of uh, of Japan being assassinated. You got what's yeah. going on out there in Sri Lanka. The similar things are going on in South America. Mm -hmm. The Italian Prime Minister was just uh, announced resignation today. Macron losing really a lot of uh, leeway and, and a lot of a lot of support in his own parliament. The Dutch, I mean, the, the Dutch, the the farmers out in, in Europe, they're they're up in arms. Uh, yeah, what, what do you what are you looking at? Is this all tied in with the Pluto thing you were talking about last time you were on? Well, that's part of it. That's part of it. The other thing is 
we had a, and this is, you know, for years, people have been asking me, Jeff, what do you think of the Mayan calendar running out? And I said, not a single thing. Remember that all happened in 2012. Everybody was buying holes in the ground, ammunition and food, all that. And I, I just said, I can't come up with a single thing. I said, watch from 220 forward. Well, there's an ancient type of astrology. It's actually called mundane astrology, which is kind of a strange word that actually means what's going on in the world, like global astrology. Well, what is going on? Well, I've been warning from 220 forward, we were entering into not only a new era, but a very dangerous era. And it's been happening. I think this has really been really put in place. And these global leaders know this. We have a war going on right now between the globalists and the nationalists. And a lot of people are looking at the countries themselves and seeing the unrest, but there's a force above that. And you really got to look to the international bankers who seem to fund both sides of all wars. They seem to be the guys who are behind our Federal Reserve, which is not any more federal than Federal Express. And the interesting thing is that group, and and they're they're very, very powerful, has an international web that seeks to reestablish, and we've heard many politicians saying this, a new world order, right? Mm. Heard senior Bush parrot that. You've heard junior Bush parrot that. You've heard the Clintons and many, many others parrot this new world order. What are they talking about here? Well, these guys are very familiar with the astrological cycles. In fact, one of the Vedic astrologers I studied with did a lot of astrology for the Rothschilds and some of these bankers. And I, I got to hear some interesting stories. But long story short, we had a Saturn-Pluto conjunction you could have set your watch to in January of 2020. Literally, COVID broke out. These guys, in my opinion, I really believe know this stuff. They time things to this stuff. There's no question. There's some very uh, unusual stuff around the COVID-19 stuff, how it got developed, released, and all that. And um, it certainly served as a very powerful global, you could say, effect that has really decimated economies. And then on December 21st of 2020, which was almost a year later, just short of a a month later from a year, we had an exceedingly powerful Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. Now, the Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions go all the way back to the flood of Noah. This, This ancient astrology tracks that and they say about every thousand years is a little less than that about 900 something odd years we get a great conjunction in the first degree of a fire sign called aries then they go on every 240 approximate years into what they call submutation conjunctions well the last great conjunction we had was the beginning of the industrial revolution when in the 1700s also the founding of this country when the constitution was written and we saw us go from horses and buggies to steam etc and on and on and on well we just had one literally at the winter solstice of 2020 that is ushering in a new high-tech era. These guys know this, and my opinion is they know this is the time to strike with their agendas. And we see the climate button being pushed, you know, oh, it's all climate, right? We're all going to die. Like occasional cortex, that's what I call AOC, said she's basically saying we're all going to be dead in 12 years. Remember that? Yeah. 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 So so here's here's the point. Um, 
they, I believe, have, in, just like 9-11, when you look at 9-11, yeah, we saw the towers coming down, right? Like sparklers from jet fuel. Can't talk about that one. But then what happened is what ensued after that? This entire Middle East terrorism war, Afghanistan popped up, all this stuff. So the effects of these great conjunctions like we just had in 2020 have huge political, geopolitical and worldly effects. And I think we're seeing the effect of that right now. And I think the biggest thing that's an obstacle to these globalists achieving their agenda is a little place called the United States of America. That constitution stands directly in their way of global fascism. And I really think there's efforts right now to break this country in half. We've got a president running around right now shutting off the faucets on every aspect of the energy industry, coal, uh, oil, uh, petrochemicals, a lot of people uh, think they're fossil fuels. I've heard from a lot of scientists that they may not be so fossil. They, they actually may be an organic process that oil comes out of the ground. Some of the oil fields refill somewhere around 75 to 100 years later. So this is an interesting thing. And yes, the astrology, in my opinion, spelled it for sure. And that was the trigger point. I really think 220 was the trigger. And now we are seeing the effects of this. And these guys are implementing their global agendas. And the United States is under a crossfire with its Pluto return right now, among other aspects that are really dangerous. Let me ask, let me ask you about that real quick, because I have other... Um, I, I think some of the, the people who are mo always most excited when you come on the show are other uh, people who have spent a lot of time uh, with astrology over their lives and, and do the, and it, some of them do it as seriously as, as you do as well. And they just, sure, but, you know, sure. they, they love observing. They love this kind of talk. And I've received right. this. I, I took this one thing that I received and I put it aside for mm -hmm. you tonight. Uh, a friend of the show said that in October of 2022, coming up now, and you were talking about those same kind of globalist forces, um, I think Julie Kelly and um, I think Lee Smith or Ned Ryan, they were on a show with each other, I think it was Lee Smith, and they they claimed to say that the Democrats who have, have the Democrat Party, and I really don't care about the Republican Party much myself, but um, the, the, Democrat, yeah, the Democrat Party who are completely bankrupt in anything, charisma, ideas all that stuff yeah. they're yeah, yeah. planning a desperate october surprise that has to do with donald trump being arrested that's what they put out out there but here's what i got from a, a friend of mine who sends over astro charts from time to time he said october 2022 repeats the same astrological alignments when jfk was removed from office in 1963 is that is that have you can you confirm that is that true well, there's a, a very strong eclipse point coming in, and I think we're going to see events lining up that are happening between the end of July this month all the way into this this October, November. Clearly, I, I wouldn't put them I wouldn't put them uh, past nuking a city. I really wouldn't. Right. I think they probably have 25 things on their agenda. Um, yes, there, there is some configurations that are really eerie. It shows in the Vedic astrology as well as in what we call the mundane tropical. It, it's it's a really dicey time. We do not come out of the woods until I would say 
the beginning of 2023. The United States, as we know it, may not be here. This is an attack, no matter who gets arrested or doesn't, that is unprecedented. This is something we've never seen before. It's way more than JFK. Uh, not that JFK wasn't significant. I actually remember when he got killed. I was, a, I was a kid, and I remember that coming across the tube AM radio on the porch, and it was heavy. You could feel the heaviness. Well, that same heaviness is here right now. I think they're really making a play. I really do. Um, and this isn't, forget the Democrats, forget the Republicans, forget even the guy who can't tie his shoes, Biden. <laughs> the bottom line is, it's, it's, it's the globalists at the top of the pyramid. You know, even the, all, all the newscasters are always talking about the government, the government, the government, and the politicians, the politicians. They're the foot soldiers for these bankers. Where are these guys getting these trillions of dollars? Think about that. A tr- do you know how long a trillion seconds is? It's 11,700 something odd years. Take a calculator, figure that out. 60 seconds times 60 seconds gives you a minute or, or an hour, I should say. And then multiply that times 24, you'll get a day. And then figure out what a trillion seconds are. I couldn't believe it. I, I did the math about 100 times. And I said, I can't believe this. That gives you a concept. You know, a billion seconds, a billion, not a trillion. You're just a little over 40 years old. A trillion is 11,700-something-odd years. Staggering. And these people are throwing trillions around like $100 bills right now. Wow. Who's getting this money? Where is it coming from? Where is the collateral? It doesn't exist. This is all paper mache. When you put it, when you, I've never had anybody, Rob, you ever hear it articulated like that before? No. That's, that's stark. Jeez. But I'm happy to be over a billion seconds old. Yeah, that's over a billion seconds old. My gosh. Yes, if you're 40 years old. Right. And 80, you're just a little over 2 billion seconds old. I I couldn't believe it. But that gives you some kind of a prospectus of what these guys are doing. And we're shoveling money into Ukraine. And the the, the owners, uh, George Carlin, the comedian, was absolutely right. Forget the politicians. You have owners. They Mm -hmm. own this place. They control the energy. They control the banking systems. They control the flow of society, movies, everything else. And they do. And everybody dances to the money. If you get a politician who someone comes up and you know, gets patted on the back and says, here, here's a half a, half a billion dollars in your Swiss bank account, tax-free. You do what we tell you to do, and you'll be golden. If you don't, we'll kill your family. Th- these are some really dangerous and powerful people at the top of the pyramid. And this has been this is nothing new. This kind of stuff has been going on for a long, long time on this planet. And uh, we're seeing it now, I think, at a critical stage. And the question is, is, you know, will the United States be the phoenix rising out of the ashes or will it be decimated if they actually stop enough oil production? There's no trucks or you, you, you will not eat because you have to have trucks going to grocery stores, pharmaceutical companies, you know, et cetera, banks. I mean, you, you can't run this country without petrochemical products. You can't. You're not going to push semis down the road with solar panels. It's not going to happen. And you can't heat and cool your houses with solar panels, uh, not, not consistently. And uh, that's what they're doing. They're shutting down every facet of the energy industry. They're flooding the borders. They've planted some really crazy socialist, communistic 
people in positions of power like district attorneys, governors, etc. And the cities are way worse than even the media is reporting. So this is an all-out frontal attack, not only on this country, but we see it. In the, look at Sri Lanka. I, I get yellow sapphires from Sri Lanka. And one of my suppliers says, he said, Jeff, he said, I, don't, I don't even know if we're going to be in business. He said, it's, it's insane over here. Well, Jeff, you know, speaking of that, uh, Rob and I, we are, we are looking through some of these headlines from around the world prior to coming on tonight. And here is a, here's a headline just from today from France. The headline is, Macron turns out the lights and tells to brace for Russia gas cutoff. Just listen to the, the first couple of lines here. Uh, French President Emmanuel Macron warned his country's people Thursday to prepare for a total cutoff of Russian natural gas, all, all self-inflicted wounds, by supporting alternatives, having public lights, alternatives to, pub, to the gas that they have, have pretty much based their standard of living on. They are yep. said that they're going to turn off public lights at night. It, uh, okay, at night when people need it the most and engaging in periods of nationwide, uh, listen to this term, nationwide energy sobriety. How did, how sick is that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's urinating down your back and telling you it's raining. And, and I'm telling you, Iraq, okay, we forget about Iraq. Remember, that's the place, folks, we went into twice, spent trillions of dollars. Okay, Iraq is sitting on the finest machine-grade oil on the planet clearly the best i've talked to oil guys that that is capped off over there there's even pipelines out into the gulf now we got biden over there right now kneeling and kissing the feet of the saudi arabians and yet there's more oil sitting in texas and in the oklahomas and and also the dakotas than they clearly got um it's the united states is oil rich let alone talking about some of the other states in alaska and the gulf and etc which he has systematically just turned off the faucets this is so transparent this is a top down shutdown of society and they're using climate and they're using the the entire scam of oh you're all going to die we have to go to zero emissions this is why they're rioting all over the place in every country that this has happened in sri lanka uh germany you look at uh, uh holland you know it's, it's it's going up in smoke and they're doing the same thing in south america so uh and, and they're using china as the model china's the spearhead so you'd say they like their model this is scary stuff and if something doesn't stop it here uh we're we're going to be in deep trouble and this is what a pluto return show so the astrology is mirroring it to the t the thing that gives me a little bit of hope and, and i've been saying this there's something called naughty astrology it's spelled n-a-d-d or n-a-a-d-i uh, some people spell it you know a couple different ways but it's very ancient it's a branch of vedic astrology and right around december of this year it shows it's already kicked in but it shows we may actually see something happen in this country that circumvents the direction that it's going um there's a lot of secret military it's way above the branches we know about there's underground bases there's technologies that's so eerie right now i mean these dudes are building stuff with in stereolithography and 3D printing in, in bases that would blow our hair back. It's like Terminator. And um, the AI that we have 
and the the infrastructure that the military has at this time is pretty stunning and uh, the people who control that and the money really control the direction of the world and i think that's where the fight's going on uh, i think it's going on way at the top of the pyramid and i'm not so sure that there isn't a little bit of some really interesting stuff that could be intertwined with either angelic extraterrestrial and other things involved there's 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 some evidence to that in my opinion and this this might have a divine tip to that saves us because everybody's predicting different things and i'm just saying i'm not trying to predict anything i'm trying to say the energy points are here where this is literally the the human race its direction on the planet particularly i think which hinges upon the united states and i'm not trying to favor the united states because we live here but it really is the linchpin if this one comes down if if the walls come tumbling down here and the levee breaks in the united states we're up shit crick and pardon my language but we are wow i i i see now you're starting to really get down to what we talk about on this show a lot now uh, jeff yeah. that, that is not only being able to see how the pieces are being positioned on the chessboard and understanding human nature to a point where you can understand a, a person or a group's motives for doing one thing or another. But as far as just trying to figure out where we where we fit in onto this into this more cosmic playing field and <laughs> and where it, where there is going to be any kind of intervention, um, divine or otherwise, that is going to come into play because eventually you have to imagine it's it's going to. I really believe so. In fact, if you look back through history, you know, everyone has heard of secret societies and people know that there's a lot of really weird, demonic, crazy stuff going on on this planet. <clears throat> What's interesting is when you get into the ancient Egyptian, Chaldean, Vedantic texts, because you can't trust Rome. Rome has weeded out everything. They, they've thrown everything in the bottom of the Vatican and said, you're all sinners, you're all going to die, and you're all going to hell, right? So once you get past the dogma and you start looking at some of the ancient texts, you find, and, and, and the true, what I call, ancient, ancient Kabbalah, which is an amalgam of the Chaldean and the uh, Egyptian and Greek, it, you find that the entire universe itself seems to parallel the stories we hear in the western bible which is the garden of eden fall of the angels story we have the same story in the mahabharata we have the same story in chaldea egypt that just changed the names just changed the angels and the deities and the spirits you got the same basic stories and here's what's interesting is it appears that the molecular structure of this Yetzirahic world when i say Yetzirahic, that means the lower where the universes are there there's hundreds of dimensions above this physical world not and i'm not talking just this world I'm, I'm talking about the universes the galaxies and it's really interesting models and what they say is that this story of the fallen spirits they were actually forced to be a part of molecular structure take day take night take an atom take a proton take take an electron everything has a juxtaposing force look at an electric motor it operates in a field of opposing fields and it's exceedingly powerful you can really look at physics in a different way and a lot of quantum physicists that i've had discussions with have, have been mentioning hey there's something very very intelligent going on in the structure of this universe well some of these ancient texts allude to the spirits are literally these fallen spirits 
you know, usually we get a guy with a suit, tie, and a microphone telling us about the devil, but it's a little deeper than that. They say it's Satan, Belial, Lucifer, and Leviathan. And these are the four, and there's eight beneath that, and there's legions upon legions upon legions. You go to these other religions, just change the names. It's still structurally very similar, at least. Well, here's my point. This is where I'm going with this. When you take the astrology and the celestial influences that we have right now, it really appears to me that we always have these guys interplaying with some of these very powerful people. I know I've seen people shapeshift that like, I'm like, whoa, did I just see what I just seen? You know, so this is wild stuff. And I, I know this, you know, gets a little David Icke here, but in a lot of ways, I, I know David Icke, he's actually not a bad guy. And I think he's onto some stuff. So we, we are clearly around some stuff that's really bizarre going on. Oh yeah, well, well, uh, I, then I, I might as well ask you this. Uh, hmm. We were talking about this last week because it was kind of going hand in hand. It, it's the actually the thing that predated by only a couple of hours, that whole Georgia Guidestone thing, and that was right, right. The, 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 the Large Hadron Collider over there at CERN, which is, right. you know, in, in a part of the world where a lot of very freaky-deaky things go on. Um, sure. They're very, very ritualistic, part, you know, uh, groups that are always involved with things. What do you, uh, have you ever given any thought to that? If It's okay if you, if you haven't, but... Uh, do you, well, I don't like you're... to give too much thought to anything. I, I usually cast charts. Um, in terms of, of uh, when people ask me questions. Gotcha. And I, I do get that there is, you know, clearly Area 51. And again, we start getting into some of this stuff. There is a lot of strange stuff going on on this planet. I've talked to people in the military who are measuring stuff that is just not of this planet. There's no question about it. They're measuring velocities of some of this craft that is way outside of anything we can do. So back to where, you know, CERN and all that, I really, you look at Hitler, you look at almost all of your despotic rulers. They were all involved in some way with the occult. They were all involved in some way with some kind of ritualistic magic or sacrifices. Crazy stuff. Very, very dangerous stuff. And a lot of people don't think this is real. I know you do. But um, I think it really is. Um, Washington, D.C., the District of Criminals, is actually nothing but an Egyptian temple that was laid out by a French architect. If you look at the streets, the geometry, the obelisks, the domes, it's an Egyptian temple. Hmm. Yeah, we, we've actually, we've, we've gone through the, the mapping of the city before and yeah. have had people yeah. talk about it. It, it. it is one of those things that comes up a lot and um, you can go on for, for days and days. Rob, do you, ha do you have anything? No, I mean, it, it's interesting how everything that Jeff is talking about is stuff that we've kind of come to just by various other routes as PC. far as, you know, just even when we talk about America and it's like, well, you know, it's not trying to be American exceptionalism or this type of arrogance, but what the uh, Constitution and the American I ideal is, you know, it's emblematic of the human spirit. So when Jeff talks about, you know, sure is. you know, what the what our significance is, it, it's you know, and there's a responsibility that comes with that, I think, for us, the people here, for sure. And uh, it's very interesting. However, the other thing that I find interesting with you when you were talking about that other form where, you know, but there is this uh, possibility of divine intervention. Um, and it, it really seems like how all of these uh, prophecies and all of these things and then, and then, you know, in the ninth inning, you know, 
<laughs> it's a it's a Rivera comes in for the save type oh, of deal. That'd be great. So well, uh, you know, the, the, and you just brought up something really good because uh, um, clearly, when you look at this this whole model of creation, I I have a, a a diagram that I always like to show that shows these hierarchies of forces in all these different worlds. And the physical universes where the amino gas clouds are, the atoms, the molecules, and all that stuff, is really where, the, in, in the ancient Hebrew text, it's called Yetzirah, which means formation. And it really does seem that's where the mixture of all this good and evil, or you could say juxtaposing forces might be a better word, happen. And there's something really interesting going on about planet Earth. The Vedic texts literally say we are spirit manifest and like the earth is literally a spiritual manifestation machine think about that that means you know if you take the spirit psyche and soul which do seem to be div divided differently uh we we clearly are incarnate and they actually say that the angel ties the spirit psyche and soul to the body at, at by silver cord at, at conception <clears throat> but we're not in it. We're just like assigned by a silver cord. And then when we are exiting the womb, we literally get that uh, spirit, psyche, and soul tied in permanently at first breath. So breath seems to be some synonymous with spirit. And I really think it is mm. because uh, we will all exit this body known as death. And breathing certainly stops. And that's one element. And I don't care what the doctors do, how much they defibrillate and jump on you, you're dead. You're out of here. And um, so life is a very magical thing. <clears throat> and there's really, I believe, forces on this planet that allow them not to go too far. And we're at a really critical point right now because you talk about not only nuclear weapons, but some of the chemical, the uh, biological and, and psychotronic weapons that are available and directed energy weapons, some serious loss of life could happen if that ever cuts loose. And there seems to be, from what I hear, and these are guys in the military who know a lot more than I do, and they'll, they'll say, we have mysterious orbs that'll surround these military yeah. high-tech installations, and then afterward it doesn't work. And we don't know why. We've it's heard like of, somebody yeah. stopped it. I, I love those testimonies have always been so compelling. I've heard yeah. about those. They'll just da dance or dan dance around whatever the uh, the the projectile is and supposedly disable it, and, and away it goes. You know, let me ask you this then. Isn't that interesting? Oh, it, it really is. So we talked a little bit. We opened up with with you know traditional forms of of uh, plotting out the uh, the celestial movements in the sky and all that versus what we have now with technology available. And uh, just a couple of days ago, speaking of NASA and all these government agencies that we trust very much. They put out all of these new supposed high-resolution pictures from out there in space by the uh, James Webb Telescope. Did you take a look at yeah. that? Uh, do, do you do you find these amazing? You love them. You love it then. Well, they're they're certainly high resolution. I'll say that it's amazing stuff. Yeah. So okay, well then, they, they, I just wanted to see if you it's just because a lot of people don't think anything that NASA releases these days is real. I think it's all Photoshop and it's all nonsense. But yeah, yeah. So I, I just no, didn't I don't know about that. Don't know. Yeah. You don't have to know how far that goes, huh? Well, even even NASA, it's, it's it's interesting that you bring up NASA. You know, NASA was really put together originally by Jack Parsons. Mm -hmm. Well, Jack Parsons. L. Ron Hubbard, you know, Scientology, and Aleister Crowley. Aleister Crowley was in the Secret Order of the Golden Dawn. Mm -hmm. 
Now, it's interesting, those three were hanging around together right before Nassau was formed. In fact, they were doing a lot of really occult stuff. In fact, um, a lot of that was out here. And um, I, I could tell you, it always seems to be these government and high-level agencies are intertwined and serpentined around with a lot of occult stuff. And you don't see that on the lower levels, but you certainly see it on the founders and the higher-level stuff. And it's kept very secret, very, very secret. And there's a lot going on here we don't know. And it, it does appear that um, these forces are at play right now. The astrology is interesting because, you know, everybody says, oh, astrology predicts the future. I don't believe that. I think astrology influences the future. In fact, you know, astronomers will tell you, oh, every planet has a certain mass, a certain gas, and a certain gravitational pull, and it has a certain orbital synodic cycle, all these, you know, technical terms, and ecliptical, you know, angularity and all that stuff, you know, the, the axis tips and all that, which they're right about. They're absolutely right. That's left brain science. But what's really fascinating is the occult knows that these are literally portals. They're angelic, spiral-like portals. And, you know, you, you brought it up earlier. Like, if you could go through a wormhole, well, maybe they are. In fact, I really think they're like multidimensional interactive switches that are working on souls on a much different level than we would think of in the computer world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, we these are the these are the things that we talk about, and we try yeah. to we try to we try to build up the theory and and try to bring it because it sound it feels one of those things, Jeff, that if if we were having this conversation at a bar somewhere, I'd say absolutely, I'd probably pose this very theory to you, but it would be based on nothing but gut and uh, nothing but just anything we know about the 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 human condition itself, how it's very physical, it's also very ethereal, and there's we we are so uh, multi. Later, oh yeah, and then, and then we think about other things. Uh, I don't know if you've ever followed people like David Politis's work with missing four one one, and people going lost and missing and completely. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. yeah I've, there's I've a lot of this. Had a lot of that stuff happen myself, and you know, we all can astral travel. We all can go into the consciousness is very interesting. The conscious mind we think with is actually really well defined in some of the Upanishads of India and also in some of the ancient Egyptian, Hebrew and Chaldean stuff. Of course today it's referred to as the Kabbalah. But but if you really get into the ancient stuff, it's pretty pretty eerie how how much they knew. It's like they knew the lower conscious mind. They call it the nefesh. It's a strange word in Hebrew and Aramaic that actually means the lower comporting out to the five senses. The stuff we're interacting with right now. And it's, it's interesting because the human body, when you think about it, is quite miraculous. And our, our comporting out to the physical world is really through the eyes, ears, nose, touch, feeling. And then, of course, we have our intuition. And we're, we're forming that, they say, at the minute the embryo has the spirit, psyche, and soul attached uh, by, by that angel. But it's not us. And, and they actually say this little mark we have between our nose and our upper lip, we all have this right here. It's called Cupid's bowl, right? Right above your lip, right? That little Cupid's bowl is what they call it. And they say that's what the angel makes to make us forget. No, we're all dumbed down. We're all hmm. blocked. Hmm. You know, it's, it's science, science will say, we only use 5% of your brain. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if it'd be brain. Maybe we only use our 5% percent of conscious awareness we seem to be blocked and saturn seems to have 
the interplay with this. Saturn seems to be the planet that time or the reality of time stops in the interdimensional worlds. And this this gets into some really heavy duty stuff. And what's what's fascinating about it all is we are all knocked out for some reason from full conscious awareness. We have a lot of people who are very psychic, they're intuitive, they can do astral travel or they can uh, see past life, but only briefly, only briefly. And they say there's a reason for that. And when we exit the body, this same angel that tied us in in the Yetzeratic lower world brings us back out into what they call the pouch of the slingshot, which is the lower uh, astral planes and, and they say there's 49 dimensions and 49 subdimensions in there and this is you know i'm not making this stuff up i'm telling you what these texts say and anyone who wants to go check it go go get the share hagilgum that share means gate and hagilgum means cycling or you can read the mahabharata it's much more veiled in there or the some of the vedic uh, literatures again which is very obscured but it, it says very similar things and uh, a lot of the psychiatrists who've gotten into regression therapy will find a lot of schizophrenia a lot of issues with multiple personality disorder and other things are literally spirit possession of disincarnate souls attached to us in the aramaic and hebrew they literally call those ibures and they are so much more prevalent than we know um they they actually say if we could see around us with not the visual spectrum but the astral spectrum we probably would lose our marbles there's that much around us all the time all the time that's incredible you know we can i'm trying to think of all the things that we can do next time you come on jeff because like you said this is this is definitely heavy and I mean, just just there at the end, when you were talking about the five senses being a a way for us to hook up into our experience, yeah. not not that and, and that not even being the full extent of of what we are as far as input and output goes, and then you just end there talking about what is essentially possession, and I I mean, we, we talk about possession and exorcism all the time, and we have heard um, we've had heard people who know talk about how. Uh, possession is something that takes root through the senses. That's why. That's why we are, yeah. as far as our digital life goes, it's a very, very dangerous time for people who don't know what we're dabbling with, with the phones and and the internet and the social media and the droning, the hashtags, everything that's coming at us. Um, yeah. Very emotionally charged, and I, I think all of our senses are really invested in in this kind of. I don't know, virtual lifestyle. So God knows how many people are actually becoming possessed or obsessed in some kind of a way and how much of our spirit we just willfully give up without knowing it. Well, the religions have done nothing to teach us tools to protect the aura. And these are things that anyone can learn. I do a lot of clearing of people and of properties and of spaces. And I also make gemstone talismans that protect against stuff like this. This was what court astrologers did many, many eons ago. This was a way of life. And what's interesting is, uh, like, for instance, I, I've had people who've had businesses said, hey, this place is haunted or a home. And I would do clearings. And then afterwards, we would literally place certain very powerful uh, sacred uh, geometry there and and a lot of it's aramaic and hebrew scriptural things that protect it that push it back and um the proof of the pudding a lot, a lot of skeptics will say well how, how can you prove that well i can prove it 
from the standpoint that the person told me it wasn't there anymore. And astrology, this is what's really interesting about readings. I often, every time I'm doing readings for people and I see certain progressions. See, Nadi astrology, in my opinion, proves reincarnation because there are certain configurations that everyone thinks they're their astrology. Everyone runs around saying, oh, I'm a Pisces, I'm an Aries, I'm a Gemini. That's level light and cluelessness. When you get into the old stuff, you're literally looking at the imprint that the soul entered into the body on. And that in Vedic astrology is looked at completely different. They're, they're literally saying, oh, this is the path of the soul's journey in this incarnation. And there's certain progressions, transits, and other things that other people will never experience. It's, it's so unique. There's no two charts alike. To put everyone into a category of, oh, you're a Pisces, you're an Aries, that, that is so wrong. This planet and the solar system, no matter if you're a flat earther or not, is going through a celestial matrix. I always say, forget Trinity, Neo, and Morpheus, that literally cannot be replicated twice. It can't hmm. because when you add fixed stars in there, it's called the eighth sphere. And you take just, okay, how many people can you call on your telephone with 10 numbers? You got 10 numbers. You can call everybody on the planet. How many combinations do you think you can get with 360 degrees, 12 signs, 12 houses, nine planets, and trillions of fixed stars? It's, it's infinite. It's, it's infinite. Yeah. Infinite. Could, you couldn't go. So anyone who thinks that their astrology is stereotypically that we're all Pisces, we're all, that's, again, love, light, and cluelessness. And I'm not saying there isn't some resonance to that. But, my God, the ancient astrologers, I think the coffee was stronger or the food was better and the air was cleaner. Because when you get into the ancient texts, the astrology is way better it's than the modern It's stuff. definitely all three. The coffee was definitely better. The food was cleaner. One hundred percent. Jeff, listen, I, I'm already getting thing. I'm already getting feedback from the chat room that you have got to come back as close to once a month as we can get you. This was just so... As long as I can get my coffee, no problem. Well, we'll figure that out. I, I, please let everybody know. Uh, unless, Rob, do you have anything that you want to... Okay, well then, let everybody know where to find your work. JeffHarman.com has been up on the screen the entire time, but Oh, please uh, leave us with some things to uh, to plug so people can follow your work in the meantime. Yeah, it, it's jeffharma.com. That's the best way. I, I think I don't I don't run the websites or anything. Thank God I, I have a couple of people doing that. My wife does it, and I also have another person. She's wonderful uh, doing the Instagram uh, plugs. But um, yeah, that, that's the best way to get through is the email jeff at jeffharma.com. Well, you've been wonderful tonight, Jeff. We went to uh, we went all around the. Uh, the cosmos together and back here and i think uh, we got a lot to think about and thank you for once again sharing yourself with us yeah the only thing i'd leave with is these are trying times but i'll tell you consciousness they say our third eye chakra which is the jupiter chakra emits elementals this is why the positive thinkers are right in a lot of ways if we keep a positive attitude that nothing will conquer our spirits no matter what they do in the physical plane we actually fortify the dark forces from being able to do that you know so getting a gun isn't going to do it but holding our space has a lot a lot to say for it it really well, does thank you jeff i i say let's uh let's fortify with the chakra and a gun that's what i said but but, with, <laughs> but going yeah, forward we may need it too <laughs> yeah well thank you for everything and i'll get in touch and we'll love to have you back my friend you got it. Thank you. All right. Take care jeff harman you bet. thanks he's off enjoying his night in the desert over there wow 
Well, we're going to get some uh, get some thought. Rob, some. Oh, it was really good. Um, but I think the a huge takeaway is just right at the end, his last thoughts there, because our minds um, can dictate as well. So it, it seems that, you know, these, uh, whatever you want to call them, those that are looking to shape society uh, for their own ends, whether they're influenced by, <laughs> you know, all types of other uh, consciousnesses or beings, whatever it is, right? Um, they're looking to make their reality come to fruition here. But... Um, it is the ninth inning, it seems, and, and things are, are coming down, but that so, always makes it a much interesting, more interesting game. It's here. a long-ass ninth inning. Yeah, oh, yeah. I feel like it's the 12th. Well, I mean, <laughs> please, in the, uh, in the cosmic sense, it's not even a blink in the eye, right? <laughs> and then you go behind, the, <laughs> behind all of that where time doesn't even exist, and it's all whatever. But point being is that I do feel here in America, like he had said, what I said in the middle there, that we have a responsibility um, and a gift that was given to the to the people of, of this country to maintain a certain uh, mentality, is what he said at the end as well, and that uh, we have a uh, take-no-shit attitude for a reason, because at this time, there's a lot of shit, and uh, it's incumbent upon us to take that, 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 that ideal and... Uh, not take any shit and it's interesting that he did say that there's this certain provision for divine intervention and you see how things if they've tried to legislate and remove god from the equation here and uh his tone has changed since uh the last we, we sp i don't know we spoke to him probably about two months ago mm -hmm. and his tone has definitely changed a little bit in in as far as the seriousness of what what we're in he came he always comes with positivity at the end right but he was a little more he well i mean what he's saying is it's go time from the end of we got another two weeks interesting enough right yeah. that's that's that whole two-week meme but from from now to the end of the of this month through the beginning of 2023 it's going to really show um you know where we're at what's going on and and the path forward of how bumpy it's going to be because we had talked about this so long ago that Oh, we can make this an easier road. It didn't work out like that. No. So it's a constant. You've got to stay vigilant, stay well, strong. That chart, that, uh, that that little tidbit that was sent to me by a friend about October 2022, seems like he didn't really do do much to say, no, that actually seems like it's a little bit more, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is the window that's open right now. October 2022, sent to me by... Uh, Mike the Psychic. Hmm. He said uh, it repeats the Astro when JFK was removed in 1963. Then he also signed that letter by saying Soylent Green depicted events in 2022. So I said, yeah. okay. <laughs> My, Mike always comes with the love and the light. He always comes with the light. <laughs> well, I, it's good to be realistic about yeah, things. True. Too. I mean, this is what's happening. <laughs> it's crazy. Well. It's crazy, but. Let's I'm, take a uh, quick break. When we come back, get into the Super Chats. And uh, and try to see what the the audience is thinking. It's almost eight thirty, so we're already coming down the home stretch. So don't go anywhere. In fact, this is a good time to share the show, retweet, reblog, whatever the hell it is. Don't go anywhere. We have so little so little time left. Why would you bail now? Ladies and 
Welcome to intermission. We'll be right back. Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Not quite. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Yeah. Quite frankly, in Roma, Italia. Quite frankly, you're going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? So, we are back here, and before we go anywhere, since we're talking about fortifying ourselves and and understanding our nature and and being prepared for the being prepared for the the next couple of innings, Rob, what is going on with your class? Tell us a little bit about Qigong. Qigong. Well, as uh, Jeff said tonight, the the breath is life, and the breath is the connection that we have and so Qigong is uh, I do a Qigong class a basic class uh, movement uh, easy exercises maybe some get a little little harder than others but basically pretty easy stuff um, coordinated with our breath and so you could go to my website kungfuchannel.com check it out you can uh, email me I do a Qigong class so it's Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays 10 a.m. Eastern um, so if you can't make those classes live, it's via Zoom. I record the class and send it out. They stay up for about 10 days or so, so you have plenty of time to uh, do it whenever it works for you. And, uh, yeah, if you want to, uh, any inquiry, just uh, check it out. But uh, it is <laughs> it is the getting late here, and uh, even last night's class, it was like, well, you know, hope uh, just a little peace of mind. And you get a little peace of mind that goes a long way these days. And uh, it's definitely uh, brings you that. So, you know, you, you get a little bit of exercise for the body, but really the coordination of the mind and the body and health on, on these levels. And keep you sharp, 
keep you uh, centered with all the uh, madness swirling around you. Well, it's not only that. It, it, it's tools you can bring with you every, every, everywhere. Well, of course. I, yeah. That's the best thing. Well, that's the whole thing. I, and I mentioned that too. Yeah, we do uh, classes one hour, but you know, the stuff is it's a foundational class. It's a basic class. And when I say that, that's what I mean. That these concepts are applied, just the characteristic of the movement, applied to everything. Nothing exists independently, right? No. So, I don't uh, think so. Yeah, it's good. Everybody check it out. KungFuChannel.com. It's uh, my website. Well, you know who just left us a super chat is StoStube, so it's probably going to be, he's probably going to plug you again. StoStube says, just dropping off a little super chat contribution for great independent media over here, Frank. And hey, hey, Rob, here's again. Must be Thursday. KungFuChannel.com. Just saying, great guest, gents. Thank you so much. StoStube is good people and must be doing something right because good people like him, uh, he takes the class. And uh, thank you, StoStube. Thank you, uh, Christos. Maggie, Maggie Moo. Maggie Moo says, shout out to Rob and guest Jeff Harmon. Jeff is who I consult for planetary and location guidance. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, if, if I... That's the other thing I, I have not brought into consideration for possible possible relocation. I never, should. I, I never even thought about that. You know all these people now. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. A chance to for, uh, make informed decisions, Frank. Phil's WW, that's Shannon, says this is for Lauren and Aurora for their beautiful present including Included in the package from UPS I received today. Oh, so she got windswept house. Yes, and Aurora did a little a little uh, watercolor hand hand thing. So I we folded that. Well, I slipped that into in between the pages and all that. Uh, another frankly treasure proudly displayed. Please tell them thank you very much. And Leo, and Leo's show was off the chain. Impressive. Well, Leo <laughs> is coming back in. It's only certain days of the week he can come back, and I, I snagged him. The earliest time he had was Tuesday, August 23rd. Rob, if you wanted to jump in on that, more than welcome. So, like, I like that guy. Yeah. See, that's that's how you do it. He's like, I don't have peasant blood. <laughs> it takes no shit. I have peasant blood, and I was like, all right, I respect this guy a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not running. I'm not, I'm not peasant. Yeah, you want to go to war with me? I'll go to war with you. That's what I'm talking about. Valley's <laughs> badass. Yeah, that's how you do it. You know, fantastic. Um, yeah, he'll be back, and also got some other people coming back sometime soon. Even got Roseanne Barr back on the. Oh really? On the August second, she'll be back in. Oh great. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we have. Gino, this is from yesterday, so we'll go on to Rockfin. Where we have retrograde Pisco says, great show, Frank, great guest, love these topics. This has been an epic week for the show, and tomorrow will be a perfect end. Keep crushing it. Thank you so much, Retrograde. It's great to have you out there. I'm, I'm so happy to see the regulars that are now making their presence known on Rockfin and other places, too, like Theta. Theta has their own little crowd there. That's the Jacuzzi. Uh, Twitch, of course, is a is a uh, fascinating place. And then DLive is just, a, just an orgy. Uh, Twisted Wizard, great guest. As I keep saying, we create our own reality, and I agree. Divine intervention is coming. Blessings, uh, blessings of the one creator. Thank you so much for that, Matt. 
on the Rumble. Rumble's been really popping tonight. We had close to 1,500 people watching there at one point. Let's see. let's keep that up, ladies and gentlemen. Keep that up because the next time that YouTube craps out, it will not affect you at all. So if we can just keep building up YouTube and taking people off site, then when the real end comes, we will not have hurt as much. Selling the farm says love being I love being robbed on Thursday. Thanks, guys. Open my eyes says appreciate you, Frank. Love Thursdays with Rob. God bless and Godspeed. Thank you. Open my eyes. And D Deep Center Press says saddle up. Saddle up men, prepare women. When the time comes equals FAFO time. F A F O uh, time. 1776 plus 1861 plus 1939 equals 2022. What? Wait, wait. 1776 plus 1861. Okay, Civil War. Plus 1939. Oh, okay. Okay, it's a, okay. It's a theoretical equals. Okay. <laughs> Were you, like, trying to correct his math? Yeah, I was like, what are you? That's like five. That's <laughs> wait, like, you didn't get that? It's like 5,000. What are you talking about? <laughs> I get it. I get it. The 1930. Well, 1939 really didn't have anything to do with us yet. Although well, our, <laughs> you know, our, we, we they, you know, the people who are running the show over here were desperately trying to get us involved. But, yeah, that was that was Poland uh, we have we live in historic times we get to see if now uh, we get to see it now do we get to shape it great question of course yes we do yes we do now on to foxhole donkey punch donkey punch says you gotta get Jeff on more frequently as we move forward and ask him to make himself available okay <laughs> thank you I will hey we, we already did and we'll have him back on soon Maybe sometime in September. That'd be good. Certainly. So we get closer to... Uh... Yeah. Maybe we have him on in September and October. Mm. You know, just because then we're knocking on the door there. Or we can have him on the day before uh, the election. <laughs> no, we Elections. Have... That'll be funny. Yeah, Donkey Punch is if, when the shit hits the fan. Tangerine26, agree with Donkey Punch. Donkey Punch again, Jeff is Disappointed Mom's favorite guest. Oh. And then we have Big Dub 420. Mark Tremonti of Creed, Alter Bridge, sings with Sinatra's band uh, for NDSS. Mark Tremonti plays with who, Sinatra? Frank Sinatra Jr.? <laughs> Who's Sinatra's band? NDSS. I know Mark Tremonti. Who's Mark Tremonti? With Alter Bridge, he was the uh, he was the guitarist for Creed. But he, dude, dude, I know Creed is a the butt end of all jokes that you can make. But ah. he he's uh, he's good. Okay. He, and and uh, the work that he did with Alter Bridge was. Is that like the guitar player for Limp Biscuit is like supposedly really good too? West, West Borland is good. Yeah. Yeah. It's in Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yeah, that's just it. So he he was given uh, he was part of a lot more overall respectable. Yeah. Alter Bridge was you know. Okay. I uh, believe you. No, Anthony covered a couple of the Alter Bridge songs too. That they do have good some stuff. What is it? Blackbird, Blackbird fly away. Is that Alter is Bridge? That a Beatles song? No. No. Well, that that's Blackbird. Yeah. Blackbird sitting on the Take these broken wounds and learn mm -hmm. to fly. Um, 
epic week of shows. Sean the Baker, last one here, says, You see, I happen to believe we will experience true global unity like we've never had in the end, of course. Thank you so much for that, Sean. It's good to be on that. Uh, maybe I'll save this for another night. Since it's already 831, we can take some calls. The lines are open, 914-595-6953. But here's one from Mysterious Universe that I was thinking about covering tonight because there were several, several stories out there about, once again, treasures being discovered in unlikely places. Number one, I'll, maybe I'll do this tomorrow night when we have time. New Jersey couple discovers wads of cash from 1934 buried in their backyard, leading them to uncover <laughs> shocking story about the property's history as a brothel. Huh. Then you have this from the AP. Van Gogh self-portrait found hidden behind another painting. I always love that one. People go to a, uh, a tag sale. They get one of the, the rare first drafts of the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> and then here's this. Speaking to what Jeff had brought up. This is from Mysterious Universe on July 5th. Freemasons' treasures may be buried under the center of the Washington, D.C. ellipse. So, uh... Maybe I'll do that when we have a little bit more time tomorrow. How much treasure do you think there really is Dude. buried in the whole world? Oh. The Vatican and all these other places that we've heard about. I was thinking about that, of course, when I read this. I've always had this, this yearning since I was a young boy because I, I, I remember watching. The Discovery Channel used to have some really great treasure shows back in the day about uh, you know sunken Spanish galleons mm. and things like that off the coast of Florida and where there's just bars of gold where they, they discovered bars of gold um, emeralds mm. that was a big thing there mm -hmm. and of course that's just you're scratching the surface can you imagine what would be found if you first drained the oceans <laughs> and then it's not even just a matter of draining the oceans things down there have been covered in sediment for you know I, right. got, I mean, there's just so much. I mean, the Mediterranean alone, that was the hub, the, the transportation and shipping hub of the world for centuries. Can you imagine what kind of history was lost just through storms, average storms? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Beautiful. Beautiful yeah. to think about, but awful to think about the losses, especially the uh, Library of Alexandria. Alexandria. Yeah, can you only imagine I wonder how different the world would be? certain knowledge wasn't hidden changed all of that according to um, national treasure all of that stuff is in new york underneath the the sewers oh really you ever see national treasure with nicholas cage no you should definitely watch it <laughs> really you should watch it you should at least the first one okay. the second one was 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 decent second one was decent but the first one was great really yeah seriously okay Seriously, because there's a lot of there's a lot of it's one of those um, historical fiction things that I like. There is a lot of really good tidbits of information in there, and it's Nicolas Cage. So it, right, right. I've I've come to appreciate uh, Nicolas Cage. What's the like the vampire movie? Um, uh, oh, oh, it's the one that everybody makes memes out I'm of. I'm a so. vampire. So I'd only I didn't I didn't see that when it came out. I only saw it after. The fact Vampire, after, Vampire's Kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Once that I'd already been exposed to all the various memes and stuff. But uh, I found that one to be pretty funny. It's good stuff. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. And uh, 
Eight Millimeter was uh, a yes. pretty dark and uh, disturbing movie, but I haven't seen that in a while. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, in lieu of everything, because that was what like '99, and that that stuff was out there at the time too. But still, so credit to him. And then when you see people that, when you see the certain people that get destroyed, that are public figures that they destroy, it always gives me pause to be like, okay, well, what did he not go along with? What did he? You know, and so like they made him a goof. They made a you know they taxes and everything. What was like? They tried to embarrass him like he lost all his money with something stupid. I I remember. But you see the ones that are like him, like the Wesley Snipes. Speaking of tax evasion, right? Well, well Wesley um, Snipes. He was he also had some problems with transsexual hookers. No, <laughs> did he? I thought was that he, Eddie Murphy too. Oh, that was Eddie Murphy. Hold on. Yeah. Well, so Wesley Snipes was just tra- was was just tax evasion. I believe the tax well, evasion. He went to jail for. I don't blame anybody for evading taxes. I mean, I pay my taxes because I don't want to be taken from my family. Right. And it's not, no patriotic duty. But I don't... But I, even leftists. I, I laugh a little bit at leftists just for the hypocrisy because they're always talking about to play your, pay your fair share nonsense. Mm-hmm. But in principle, I don't blame them for not wanting to pay taxes. It, it's, it's, it's theft. And for what? What, do we get, what services are we getting that's worth all this shit? <laughs> what services are Ukraine getting from all of our tax dollars? what you should be asking yeah but uh yeah no nicholas cage all right well yeah fair enough what else was he in everything everything oh uh, face off face didn't o- see face off you never saw face off i never saw Dude, face off that is classically awesome bad okay i didn't even see con air con air i watched when i had covid okay i said i'm gonna watch this again it's one of the movies i watched yeah <laughs> put the bunny down. What, <laughs> what, did, what did he say? Is that put the bunny down? Oh, you got to watch Con Air. Hmm. Hey, it's got a great cast. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, John Malkovich, Steve Buscemi, mm-hmm. um, that Spanish chick that used to be in everything. I don't know. Who? I forget her name. She was the one, she was the one that played... <sighs> I forget her name. What movie was she in? She's at the tip of my tongue. Not literally. Hey, let's take a call from John from Connecticut. What's going on, John? Hey, hold on a second. You're, wow, I couldn't believe I got you. I just wanted to call up and slap your butt cheeks because I don't think uh, Abe did a good last night. Thanks. And, hey, uh, Rob, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, what a great guest you had there, friend. Did you have fun? Oh, yeah. No, it was uh, pretty impressive. Uh, I like the way he goes back, uh, way back, uh, to uh, uh, the the ancient Egyptians and all that. They had so much stuff going on that they've hidden from us for years. Oh, yes. Just like that, uh, what do you call that thing, the Baghdad battery or something, and then the, the pictures of the, what do you call them things, hieroglyphs or pictographs or stuff. Yes. Did you see that they they keep bringing the human race back further? Remember, well, you're younger than me, but when I was a kid, it was 10,000 years old, and there was the monkey, whatever her name was, from Africa, and that's when, uh, you know, people started. Lucy? And it was like 5,000 years ago or something, right? Now they're back to like 35,000 years. Yeah, yeah, and and also uh, and also the out of and and also John. Not only that, but since you were a kid, the out of Africa theory has been thoroughly debunked. 
I, I would I would point everybody to go ro watch Robert Sepper's many videos on uh, on tearing that uh, that piece of shit theory apart. But uh, thanks for the call, John. It's great to hear from you. And yeah, we have this: um, Nicholas Cage, John Cusack, John Malkovich. Um, John Cusack is insufferable. Uh, horrible these days. No, he was insufferable back then too. Uh, Ving Rhames. Uh, let's see here: Dave Chappelle, Rachel uh, Ticotin, Ticotin. That's who she was. She, oh, no she, idea who that is. She's the one who plays um, Watcher McCall from Total Recall, the brunette from Total Recall. Okay. All right. Um, Steve Buscemi, Danny Trejo. A lot of people were in it. Um, Gone in sixty seconds. You have to have seen that. Nope. You never, dude. You'd have such a fun time with that one. Nope. Gone in sixty seconds. You'd love. I was busy, man. I wasn't. When did those movies come out? In the, you know, I like, mean, I know. Late, late 90s. Yeah. The Rock? You've seen The Rock? No. With Sean Connery? Nope. My gosh. No. Okay, so you, the, the, all of the, you haven't seen some of Nicolas Cage's best. No. Okay, so then. I saw Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Nicolas Cage is in that? Like, yeah, five seconds. Oh, you're right. He yeah. is. Yeah, he's a cook. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay, well, I forgot that one. And well, the vampire then. movie. But I only saw that like fairly recently in the last few years. He's got some good ones. And then he just started taking jobs because he needed the money. But that's what I mean. I think they didn't they like try and destroy him for something. Could be. Yeah. It always comes down to these managers out there. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's always in Hollywood is just such a cesspool of shit. Yeah. That any time they spit somebody out, it, it's like, oh, well, what's going on here? What have they done to our our Nicholas? <laughs> All right, you know what? Let's we'll take a we'll take some calls after this really quick break. Let's do that real first. Uh, don't go anywhere. Hey, check this shit out right here. Caught caught some dude stealing in our store. Watch this right here. He he straight up pulls his dick out. Flashes us his asshole. See, here's me down there. Then this dude comes in. He says. He says, "Excuse me, sir." Hey, whap, punches him in the face. He walks in, he says, yo, can I shop now? I'm like, fuck yeah, you can, man. Hell yeah. Dude's on the fucking ground bleeding. Fucking dumb motherfucker. Yeah. 
Uh, Jack on the cell phone. Jack, what's going on today? Hey, Mike, I want to slap your butt cheeks. Okay, I heard that from Jack on Saturday. Oh, I love those. You got like three in a row right there. I, li I like the, you know, the, the various years born in and the attitudes reflected uh, as such. Uh, well, wasn't that accurate? I would say. Yeah, because yeah. you, you're, you're, you're pretty much the 80s kid. Uh, I was born late, in late 70s. Yeah. So, yes. So, 1980. I always lies. maintain that, bro. You know, that's like, like a pet peeve. Like, I'm a 70s. I was born in the 70s. Like, all good things made in America in the 70s. So, but uh, yes, I certainly uh, agree with the <laughs> closer to 1980 than 1970, though. Right. But I agree with all of that. Although a little messed up on the G.I. Joe parody. What did, about it? Did that kid have an R on his hat? I don't know. Why? I, I guess so. Because he was retarded. Oh, was it? Yeah. Wasn't that what the... Oh, I, I don't know. It might have just been an R and... <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean... All of those uh, those PSAs, I have to get more of them for here. Yeah, I remember those. Mr. Body Massage Machine Go. <laughs> I love those, man. And then, of course, getting a Mike and the Mad Dog clip. Although that's very regional. Half your, half. 90% of your audience would probably, like, they must say, like, well, what? Did, although well, that was syndicated. That was around. But they, that's, they know now because on Friday, on Friday, I, I spent a lot of time. There was this one... There's this one account on Twitter that is dedicated to all of Mike's oh, yeah? best burns and foibles and all that. <laughs> so I took, I, I got maybe about four minutes worth of the best times he's been trolled, and I was w listening to those with Matt on Friday night. Oh, okay. So people... So like the guy called up, it was like, uh, like with the, the Narcolepsy Foundation or whatever, when yes. he fell asleep, Sweeney Marty's giving yeah, the update. Absolutely. And then he tried to deny that, like, Francesca was the best. He really was. He just wouldn't relent. No, and he would like then like karma would hit him so hard. Like he would get literally like five seconds later, or like the day after, like making picks, like all of his stuff. Because then people started calling him out for being so obnoxiously arrogant and a blowhard, and he just could never, ever admit when well, he was well, wrong when about he something. Fell, when he fell asleep during Sweeney Murdy's call, <laughs> I, oh, yeah, I can, I can get it. To hell with it. I can get it if you want. We, we don't, have, I don't have to take call. People, you know. We, but that was days, days and days of sports talk radio over here in New York. That was just not. It was all types of people calling up. The best ones were, you know, at, at the time was you remember Boomer and Carton in the morning. They they would they would kill him for that. Yeah, no, they would. Oh yeah. Hold on, look at this. This, this is a minute and twenty. This is the minute twenty-two seconds that it was most evident. He's falling asleep. Oh, he's asleep. It's one hundred percent because then he wakes up with the the sleep the sleep confusion. Yeah, and it's hilarious. Yeah, I know and then, the fact that he even denied this for as long as he did. <laughs> so when people it's start on camera, we're watching it live, dude. Okay, so Mike is on the left. Watch. He's he, he slowly his head starts descending down to the desk. Making you know, in that ballpark, if you still got some you know some healthy players here who who want to prove they're you know they're not doormats, well they're going to have to show that right now. The Yankees have something to prove. Uh, they they have games to win. They have the advantage of having one of the two teams 
He's starting. Uh, behind them, losing every day since Baltimore and Tampa are, are facing each other. But it's been, a, it's been a long time since we've seen this. You know, at the end of the 2001 season, I remember the Red Sox, you know, fading out a bit. He's they going were, down, they fading out. They were for a while, and then things fell apart with Jimmy Williams. And, <laughs> you know, the Yankees uh, took care of them pretty good, if I remember, in the end of that season. Uh, there, there was He's a, done. There, He's there out. Was a three-game set, I think, at Fenway. Another Somebody one the pops Stadium, up. which they just kind of uh, walked right through. But otherwise, these late-season series have always been, you know, pretty good and pretty meaningful. Look, he's out. He's going to pop up right here. Watch. Watch the confusion. The time in a long time. You know, the only thing that, that you can see, Mike, and huh? you know, to share his absence is, is part That's of what it. woke him up. The yeah, like the, you know, the gravity of him falling. Uh, pitchers lately. Yeah. And they're going to face two of, the, two of them in the series. It? So no matter what the rest of the team looks like. No. If, if oh, it's just ridiculous. Yankees, and the fact that he denied that for well, so that was long. The whole thing. I loved it. Yeah. But he was great. Francesa. I love I love uh, listening in. Oh, Those yeah. are some good years. They really were, mm-hmm. really were. Okay, um, what is it? Eight forty-seven. <laughs> the best is with uh, Mad Dog. The Boomer and Cartman used to play it all the time. They had like some thing going on because Russo is just like a, a nut, and they, like they were talk- Francesca's is talking about the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie, right? So it's, it's absurd, right? He's like going on. He's like he's like, I saw Daredevil. You know, it's like. Uh, lawyer but he's blind he fights crime and like mad dog's like true story <laughs> and like so like she's messing with him you know what i mean right. but he totally like goes over his head well there's, there's also clips from back in the day where he was he had to come back and admit that there these all these fake stories that was pumped <laughs> to him were, were fake um but there was another one too um when he when he responded to the backlash that some people gave for harambe being shot the gorilla <laughs> yeah yeah, so he's screaming about you. You take you. He called, but the the reason why he became so famous is because he says gorilla. <laughs> yeah, you want to th- you you rather not you want choose the the gorilla mm-hmm. over the baby or whatever. But and as I said last uh, Friday or whatever the hell it was, you would never be able to explain to Mike Francesa how historically significant Harambe was <laughs> for the ener- the energetic pole shift of the earth around right. that time. You'd never be able to tell. He- he'd think you're nuts. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, there was so many, like, uh, of these uh, trollings with uh, Francesa. I don't know. I don't think of a few as soon as we get off the air. Yeah. Remember the guy that used to, that would imitate him and, like, do it as if it was, like, from 1776? Yeah. Or 1863. And he calls the, the, the wars wrong. Yeah, exactly. Look. <laughs> He's like, the British is going to win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, come on, you're not thinking of this. You're not thinking of this right. Or uh, the whole thing with A-Rod, with the steroids. Remember that? And he had A-Rod on, and A-Rod just totally denied that he did anything. He'd never taken any. It was insane. Right? And then, like, Frances is like, I put like myself out there. Like, you know, look, he is. Ne- if if this proves that he is lying, he'll never be on the show again. He'll never be. It was like it came out, and then of course, yeah. Why <laughs> you ever? On. I would never. I would never stake put a stake down like that. Um, let, let, hold on, let me just r- bring some people from Discord in. Miyushu, are you there, Miyushu? Yes. Hello, Miyushu. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. What's on your mind? Oh, I just wanted to say that if one of Nicolas Cage's first movies was Valley Girl. Okay, I've seen that one. I, I forgot about that. that. Yeah, that's a classic movie. Yeah, and great music in there. And uh, was it Penelope Cruz 
that you were thinking of that Hispanic actress that was in everything? No, 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 no. I, I, I read her. I uh, said her name. She was the one that played the lead female role um, in um, the lead protagonist female role because, of course, Sharon Stone uh, was uh, was in there, too. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Sharon Stone. Um, it's the, the one from Total Recall. It wasn't Penelope Cruz, though. And the other thing, that's the other big, uh, the big Nicholas, the two early Nicholas Cage hits. Moonstruck. Okay. Yeah. Huge. It, which that, yeah. I, you know, my mother loves Moonstruck. I would watch Moonstruck at any time. It's, 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 it's a great movie. And then you also have uh, Peggy Sue Got Married. Okay. Oh, Raising Arizona. Yes. Okay, that's a great movie. Leaving Las Vegas. Okay. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. I I lived in Vegas for 20 years. I was I watched them filming that scene in Con Air where they were flying the uh, C-130s around the stratosphere. Really? That was interesting. Really? See, I'm hey. yeah. Well, look, Mishu, I'm glad that you finally got through. this. This this is not the first time I brought you into the show on air section, but it's the first time that your audio came through. Maybe because I figured Discord out. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm glad you did because now we can take you on more often. Right. And uh, thanks again for having Sean David Morton on. Oh, th well, listen, I can't wait to get him back on. I'll make sure it's on a Thursday so uh, Rob and I can can pepper him with more questions about, I mean, do we, we opened up a few cans of worms. Let me tell you, he's, we've become friends since I contacted him after he was released from prison from art school as he calls it it just is like a support you know just hang in there you know because i listened to him back in the mid 2000s no 2010 you know 2015 2014 back then right before they put him in and um followed his uh, progress through the four years he was in through carrie cassidy who uh kept people abreast of his um you know, whether he was going to get out or not. And in the process of communicating with him, I purchased his first three books, which I don't know if you've got them or if you've read them or no. whatever, but they're amazing. And um, and when he was going to mail them to me and I gave him my address, he's like, you're 15 minutes away from me. So we ended up going out to dinner. I met him and his wife and his cat, and we've just become really good friends. And um, this man can talk forever I mean you he said to me on our way to dinner that night he goes well what do you want to talk about and immediately he just went right into you know his history and a lot of this stuff I've heard him speak many many times right without you know missing a beat about what he has experienced and it's just jaw-dropping for the for the most part well but, that, it, it's gonna it's gonna make for uh quite a few great shows for as long as he's available for for uh for coming on and i i appreciate i appreciate the um i appreciate the the fandom there and and uh, and the support me issue well thank you frank thanks for all you do and hey rob hi thanks for your, being there on thursdays uh, you're one of my top go-to I, I can't see you're, you're tied for the top three go-tos that I listen to religiously that help keep me grounded and sane with all these. Well, um, we appreciate um, it. Big this time. crazy, Excellent. thank you, BS that's going on in the world. Well, and uh, so thank you again. Talk soon, Miyushu. Thank you so much. Good night. All right. Good night. Um. Uh. And. 
great call. And Rob, since it's, this makes things come around full circle, I was just sent an email, sent a message from, by my buddy KJ. Um, he's the one that owns the pizzeria down there. Mm-hmm. It's official. This is from Blabbermouth. Blabbermouth.net, which is a major news outlet, especially in the rock world. It is official. Zach Wilde and Charlie Benante to tour with Pantera's surviving members. Okay. So that's, that is interesting. Charlie Benante. I would have never thought. But then again, who knows how, how close they were or something. Zach Wilde, that, from, the, from the moment Dime was, was assassinated, most people, that was the primary name anybody would bring up. Hmm. So that's not right. a shock. But it's interesting with the Charlie Benante thing. But they're calling it Pantera. Well, they can do whatever they want. I know that, uh, you know, Phil Anselmo has had some tough times for a while. I mentioned it on the show, too. Like, uh, another person I respect, uh, the way he handles himself. I would love to have him on. That's what it's about. Yeah, he's a very interesting guy, for sure. But you know uh, what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to follow this tour very closely. They come to New York. I'm going to try to get well, him in here. Well, they got the drummer from Anthrax. Then I'm sure they will. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Charlie used to New York, like, like in Putnam. Yeah, around there. Okay, so there you go. Well, um, let me go to the super chats real quick before we get on out of here. Joe Bell Who says, So much love for you, Frank, your family, Rob, Matt, Abe, everyone at Quite Frankly TV. Owen B. has Salty Cracker on today. Uh, It was so great. How can Franklies help get these two legends to get you on, uh, get these guests on your show? A meeting of the mind. Well, Owen uh, Owen Benjamin obviously has a lot more of a, um, I guess he has a larger audience and has a lot more name. name recognition than I do because I've been I've been politely denied by Salty Cracker a couple times but uh, maybe maybe that means he's loosening up and we can get him on one day who knows um Stostubes is just dropping off a little super chat contribution for a great in- oh that's from before thank you again Stostube you're fantastic and uh, a little bit more over there on Rockfin from Twisted Wizard dicks out for Harambe yes so you remember uh, Citizen Chuck on Rumble says, Free movies on Tubi.com. Lots of Nick Cage. He always delivers a good performance. Yes, he lays it all out on the line. Um, and then we have over here on Foxhole, Annette, uh, Annette S. 0202. National Treasure in Pearl Harbor give you all the answers to the U.S. citizen test. Uh, Big Dub 420. Frank Sinatra's actual band. He sounds good too. NDSS is for uh, is for Down syndrome. His daughter has it. Wait, wait. I have to go back. Then you see. Wait, wait. Mark Tremonti of Creed sings with Sinatra's band for NDSS. Frank Sinatra's band. But I want, that's what I'm asking. Frank Sinatra Jr. I can't imagine that any of the musicians Frank Sinatra played with are are physically able to still play. <laughs> And he's been dead since, what, 98, 97? yeah. Well, anyway, I appreciate it. Rob, you have anything else you want to share with everybody tonight? No. Well, then get to to, uh, kungfuchannel.com and sign up for the Saturday class with Rob. And we will be back tomorrow at 7 p.m. for the Friday episode. The guest will be Timothy Alberino, maybe 
uh, Matt will be in studio, but it's going to be a short show because afterwards, me and Timothy Gordon are going to be doing a special wrap-up show for the book club, which is going to uh, which is going to feature a interview. We're going to we're going to jointly interview a man who knew Malachi Martin personally. So uh, that'll be interesting. I'll have more on that for you as time goes on. I'll see you at seven again, Rob. Thank you so much for everything tonight, man. Thank you. KungFuChannel.com. So class Wednesdays and Saturdays. So just hit me up and then uh, go from there. Yes, email them directly. Get on the train and don't get off. We'll be right back. I will be back tomorrow. Thank you again to Jeff Harmon for his time. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is film before a live studio audience. And now, our super chatter, starting with Joe Bell Who, Stostube, Meggie Moo, Phil's WW, Gino, and Silky Johnson. Oh, those are from yesterday. Well, you got another shout out. Fine. Uh, Twisted Wizard and Retrograde Pisco on Rockfin. Thank you guys and gals again. We'll see you all tomorrow. Son of a bitch, didn't you? <laughs> Will you shut up? Ow.